0: We will be headed off to the polls. The official date of the primary election is February 27th. But because of uh, the ballot proposal that Michigan voters passed back in uh, 2020, we we can get to the polls a lot sooner. I think we've got nine days of early voting in uh, many municipalities. And uh, how does that change things? How do we do that? Well, our Michigan clerks have been hard at work making sure that they're prepared for these changes. Among them, Justin Roebuck, the Ottawa County clerk who joins us live this morning. Mr. Roebuck, thanks for being with us.
1: Hey, you bet. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. So
0: so there's the the, the traditional Tuesday vote on the 27th, but there are several days. When, When can we actually file that first ballot? Is it this Saturday?
1: Yeah, that is right. This Saturday the 17th of uh, February is the beginning of early voting across the state of Michigan. So different municipalities have different hours across the state in terms of the open hours of early voting. Um so you can go uh, you can go online at michigan.gov/vote and find out in you know, where you can go to vote early. But essentially this is going to look like voting in a precinct. Very very similar. You you know, you check in, you get issued a ballot, you can cast it in the tabulator yourself. And Michigan voters will have nine days. So from the uh, the 17th through the 25th of February to do that.
0: Justin, uh, did you I know a lot of other um, uh, clerks said they uh, were frustrated about the delay on the software updates, excuse me, involving especially the qualified voter file that you have a delay and is that installed and you ready to go?
1: it is it is installed it is ready to go and i think you know this has been an amazingly tight timeline throughout this entire process it's kind of funny you know when you think about wow well, 2022 when this ballot initiative passed but it was actually almost july of last year uh, july of last year before the legislature sort of gave us the implementing legislation for okay how is this actually going to look you know and from that point on uh The the state has been working very hard on the process of ensuring that we have, you know, everything that we need in terms of the qualified voter file. It's important because this is a live database. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of security elements into it, but we need it to be live because we want to make sure that it's only one vote, one person. Right. So, you know, if someone comes in and votes early, we want to make sure that they don't go again during another day of early voting or try to cast a ballot on Election Day. So there's a lot of security Uh, procedures involved in this. And, you know, we're confident that this is going to go well uh, on on Saturday for sure. But it was a very tight timeline. (laughs) Yeah, Justin, I was going to ask you about keeping things transparent, secure, safe as we go to the polls, however we do it. How can you tell people out there it's safe? Yeah, great question. I think that is so important. I mean, it's very important for our voters to trust the system. You know, we have so many different elements of checks and balances in Michigan elections and really elections all over the country. You know, first and foremost, this is a pretty transparent process. Uh, The public is invited into this process in so many different levels of our elections. The election themselves, you know, anyone can can view the process happening from a public viewing area of every single precinct, which includes our early voting centers. Um, The public is also encouraged to come and watch the process as we test our equipment for example so here in Ottawa county we're in a collaboration agreement with our local units of government so the county is essentially facilitating early voting here and we held a public test last week monday where we invited members of the public to observe the whole process really walked through that with them and we had several people there which was encouraging so i think transparency is a big deal it's also important to note that elections are bipartisan so every single election that we have, there are members of both major political parties at the table doing the work. Mm-hmm. And that's really critical for, um, you know, the, the the transparency and the trust in the operation as well. So I think those are a couple of key components of that.
0: So in, in the minds of, of us lay people, you know, we look at election day, we know that we put our ballot into that little thingy that sucks it up and puts it to the locked bucket. <laughs> and then you guys transmit that back for the count but it's all done in a day under lock and key with with in that precinct if you got nine days of voting that's nine days that you've got to secure those paper ballots from skullduggery and uh, you know malfeasance of some kind how do you do that
1: yeah great question and i think that's you know that's an important element of this right we have to get this security piece right and the process is pretty locked down, you know, in terms of the requirements on the, the storage of the materials that are secured, um, you know, every single day. You're absolutely right. In an election, you know, all of that stuff is boxed up, sealed up and returned to the local clerk, uh, the city or township on election night. This is a little bit different, but we have many security measures in place. So, for example, the following morning, as, as the materials are locked in a stored uh, they're sealed and they're locked in storage rooms that are limited access only to the, you know, uh, few election officials surrounding uh, the process. And then at the at the beginning of the day, in in the public, in in precinct, uh, with a bipartisan team, we are verifying the seals that were placed on the ballots the night before. And so before we ever begin that process on election day, we're we're verifying a bunch of steps. Uh, you know what happened the previous day, where. Where was the tabulator total yesterday before we closed down, and where is it this morning? And so there are a lot of verification steps, and we've just completed uh, several days of training for our early voting uh, team here in Ottawa County. And I think you know I am more encouraged even than I was a few months ago in terms of the number of steps that we have in place to mm-hmm. ensure the integrity of this process.
0: And Justin, I I know that uh, you you have people come in and watch you guys and see what you guys are doing. You're talking about all of the security measures that you have. But how quick can that flip around? After all the work that you are, you guys are doing to keep things safe, how quick can that flip around if a candidate comes out and starts saying, "Well, you know, this is this is fraud because I didn't win."
1: Yeah yeah i think that's so important because i think you know we all as citizens in our democracy have a responsibility to look at facts to look at data i mean my my job right in elections as a clerk is a very data driven job and we like to look at data and facts and see okay where was if, if there is a problem where was that problem it can be documented right mm-hmm. um and unfortunately there there is a there is a pull a natural pull probably in human nature to say, well, I lost this something, something must be wrong. And it is so important. It's a responsibility we have as citizens to look at the facts and look at the reality before we start making accusations. And it's so important because, you know, Alexa, I do this every day, but I often tell our team, like, there's a lot of normal human beings out there (laughs) with lives and, you know, kids and families and work and we're busy, right? You know, I don't expect everyone to, know the ins and outs of election law. Mm-mm. So it, it becomes really important that before we make a uh, an accusation that we have the facts right, and we, we're all responsible in our community for, uh, for doing that. So it is, but when Facebook concerned. is
0: filled with, you know, doubt well, and accusations, and, and that's where so many people, instead of listening to trusted officials like you, Justin, are now getting their news from a neighbor with, 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 that may
1: want yeah. to sew Well,
0: then go down and watch the process.
1: There you he go. Said, You're welcome. That, that's so true, right? That's so incredible. And we encourage so many people to do that. Like, hey, sign up. If you have questions about the security and integrity of the ballots, you actually have an ability to be the one of the people who signs off on the ballot seal at night, you know, sign yeah. up and be an election worker. You even get paid. So, And how about
0: doing yeah, that before importance. you forward and share it on social media? Right, <laughs> right. right. exactly. <clears throat> oh, we can only hope that,
1: that, yeah, the
0: cooler heads will prevail. We do so appreciate We know it's been an arduous process, since the, since, and, and you corrected me. It wasn't 2020 ballot proposal. It was 22. Uh, for uh-huh. the hard work that's gone into this, on behalf of all the clerks, uh, we, we just want to say thank you.
1: Uh, we appreciate that, and thank you guys. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, definitely encourage everyone to get out and try this process.
0: All right. Good luck Saturday. Good luck on the 27th.
1: <laughs> thank you, guys.
0: Okay. Justin Roebuck, the Ottawa County Clerk. When we come back, it is Fat Tuesday. We're going to uh, speak with one of our favorite Polish-Americans and also give you the latest inflation numbers. Just in, hot off the presses, it's all ahead on JR Morning on AM 760.